everybody and welcome. Welcome to the Mutiny Happy Hour. How are we all doing on this lovely Friday evening? It's getting darker quicker. It is. You know what that means? You know what season it is? It's beanie season. That's why I'm wearing this. Uh, you know, it's that, type of, it's that time of year where you just want to sit down, your body just wants to curl up in bed and just be sick for four months. Am I right? You know, I'm talking, you know, fucking stuffy nose, sore throat, seasonal affective disorder, like everything. We got, we got, we got a bunch of just fucking, oh, there's two dogs. There's, there's a dog in the building tonight. Everybody, make it loud for the dog. His so name is Mr. Mike. Mr. Mikey. Oh my goodness! It looks like a. Look at this. It looks like it's ready for the like the apocalypse. Like this guy is just ready to you know just leave his house and not ever go back to anywhere. Just be a road warrior the whole time. <laughs> um. All right, uh, we're starting this mutiny happy hour off. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what the host is for, the host set is for, just to make sure everything's going fine so that my set doesn't. Um, <laughs> uh, it's it like, I, I, usually, uh, I usually wear, I usually wear a, a headband but now that it's like beanie season, started wearing a beanie, and it makes sense, you know, like beanies are to baseball caps as headbands are to visors. Yep, uh, just you just you know, like if you wear a beanie and a headband and a, and, a, and a baseball cap, it's like you know that's cool. But like a headband and a visor, you're obviously good at sports, right? A visor definitely scratch golfer. Uh, headband, you get called the Karate Kid over and over again. You know, like that's pretty fucking racist, right? It is because uh, I'm Asian and the Karate Kid is uh, Italian. So, you know, if he w in fact, like that's why they call him the Karate Kid, right? Like if he was Asian, then he'd just be the kid, quite, quite frankly. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm Japanese, uh, I'm from Hawaii, Woo! hell yeah. Uh, don't know a lot about karate. I do know that I have a lot of mixed feelings about Pearl Harbor though, that's uh, great. Um, it was an important day, uh, December 7th, for my family. You know, it was the day that my grandparents decided whether or not they were gonna fight for the greatest country in the world or the winners. They chose the winners. It's a, it's a roundabout way to say that uh, it's why I'm here today, doing comedy and not on some you know, subway uh, monorail system somewhere fondling a girl on so you know? That's why <laughs> I'm not a Japanese businessman. I uh, feel like I would have been born sooner uh, had I not been in Hawaii. I people in Hawaii don't like to, they don't like, like they, you either have all the kids or you don't have any kids in Hawaii because uh, that's how paradise goes. Like either paradise gets you want to, wanting to like get it on and you know have kids, or uh, you're just so happy you're like why do I why do we need this? Like I'm just content right now. You know, I uh, appreciate being from Hawaii. Uh, you know it's it, it was a 
was a rough time growing up sometimes. Uh, we all got skeletons in our closet. Uh, one of my skeletons is the Summon Skull Yu-Gi-Oh card, because I used to play competitive Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> uh, are you okay, man? Yeah, I just, I hit my funny bone. Oh, uh, no, I hit your funny bone. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I said that because I'm making you laugh. No, I don't know, sorry. <laughs> um, do you, do you have my time? Uh, You're the host, darling. You can do anything okay. you fucking want. Okay, okay. You're I'll Cody motherfucking Abe. You, I'm Cody Abe. You get up there. You say what you want. You talk in between people. It doesn't matter. It's your show. <laughs> do I get my own mic? Abe, bay, bay. No, no, if no. you want your own mic, absolutely. I'm if kidding, you want to sit in the corner and make fun of <laughs> you, whatever. It, tonight is your night, Cody Abe. It's my night. Okay, that's great. Uh, what else did I want to work on tonight? I had... I had some stuff. I'll probably I'll probably bring it up throughout. Uh, what time is it actually? Let's 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 go by the time. It's currently. Uh, do you do you hate time stamping these things, t- Pam? I don't know. Timestamp six oh five. Okay. Friday. <laughs> We're gonna date 18th. this too. We are. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, you, you guys like you guys like eating alone. Anybody else? Uh, normal. Uh, I don't know. I just uh, I, I I like eating alone. I think it's the only way to eat, cause like why? Like I just want to do it at my own pace. Anybody should just want to eat at their own pace. Like if you uh, don't like to eat alone, that means you probably eat very slow and you had a good family growing up. I don't know. Family dinners cause you to do that. I feel like I didn't have many family dinners growing up, but I just that's the that's the. That's the conclusion I came to there. All right. Uh, we did. I did as much as I wanted to do. We're gonna get this show rolling. Uh, before I start, before we, I bring up your next comic, though, I want to make sure that you guys know that we're at uh, Mutiny Radio. This thing is run uh, by everybody that comes here. You know, by donations, by all that. So if you could just, you know, take your time, take some of your, like, take a picture, take some of your money. Maybe you have a couple dollars. You can stick it in here. And, uh, you know, donate to Mutiny Radio. We'll give you a clap just like that. Pam will, Pam will give you a small golf clap like that. Right, like that. And she'll, uh, she'll, she'll, she'll love you forever if you uh, give $2. I will love you too. Uh, don't know how to do that, though, because I'm not well adjusted. Okay. Um, all right, everybody. Uh, time to bring up your first comic. Uh, this is a fu- very funny guy. Uh, recently was featured in the movie last uh, last black man in San Francisco uh, I've seen many so I don't know how true that is never seen the movie I'm sorry uh, make it loud everybody for uh, Mike Evans jr. thank you that's always my favorite thing people do with the movie it's like last last black man like they want to get it right otherwise <laughs> You sound very racist. <laughs> it's like, no, Spider-Man. I've been fucking Spider-Man. This is not... Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> I work at a fucking school, so like none of the kids ever give me props for being in a movie. They're just like, whatever. I still don't respect you. Uh, middle school kids are all assholes. And um, yeah, there's this... The most mature kids at the school that I work at are uh, are the gay kids because... Uh, if you know that you're gay in middle school and you're like comfortable with that, that's fucking awesome because everybody's a piece of shit in middle school. Everyone makes you feel really shitty about yourself. And so this is little girl. Uh, 
I probably shouldn't say her real name. <laughs> I think of a fake name. Samantha. Uh, There's a little girl, Samantha. She's the shit. Um, <laughs> she recently came out the closet, and now she, like, uses it to get out of shit. Like, this, this teacher was like, hey, Samantha, go to class. She was like, why? Because I'm gay? And, like... <laughs> I'm like, I'm proud of you for coming out the closet, but like, that's not how you use that. I wish I could start saying that. Why? Because I'm black for everything. I do use that, actually. I use that all the time. Sarah, you got to get in the back of the line. Why? Because I'm black. <laughs> Sarah, you can't poop there. Why? This is a whites-only sidewalk. I can poop here. Poop wherever I want. Thank you. Yeah, that's my civil rights joke for tonight. Um, what else is going on? Fucking watched the the, the Democratic debate uh, the other day, or whenever it happened, and I realized that I hate politicians for one specific reason, that they don't give you a straight answer when you ask them a simple question, right? You ask Joe Biden how his day was, and he's like, well, the definition of a day in America is... Uh, you gotta do this, this, it's like, no, just answer, what, do you, what are you gonna do about gun control? Well, the foundation of this, it's like, people don't talk like that. Like, what the fuck? Like, you can never go to a doctor and be like, do I have cancer? And be like, well, the definition of cancer. And it just give you a whole spiel about it. That wouldn't, he would get fired instantly. People wouldn't like that. I'm trying to think of another example. Like, maybe like the Mari show. <laughs> like, am I the father? He just talks to you for an hour. <laughs> It's like, dude, fuck you. Ratings will go down. It'll be a horrible show. Have you ever realized on the Mari show, too, it's always eight-year-old Malik that's, like, in need to know who his parents are? When it comes to eight-year-old Malik, Julius, you are the father. No. Anybody didn't realize it's always eight-year-old Malik? It's never anybody else? Someone's car? Someone's car's getting towed? Oh. What, what, oh, what, what color is the car? As you, okay, well, as long as it's not the description of my car, I don't really care. No, no, I care. It's fucked up. I hate meter maids with a passion. I feel like it's a shitty job. Uh, they're not like helping people at all. You just give tickets for a living. Uh, just, just fucking sucks. Really don't have material tonight, so I'm just, just going to talk about shit in general. See how you guys feel about it. Yeah. Um... trying to think of something else to say they're just I, dropping their bag off that's what i just heard from outside no 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 don't tell them they're just dropping their bag off oh are they <laughs> that's what the, that's what they're that's, talking I about just outside. outside just dropping their bag off yeah no well, that'd be great um hmm i was talking about poop earlier yeah so <laughs> i do this thing at my job where i drink a lot of water just so i can get a break from the kids i just always have to piss and i i don't get in trouble for it you know, they give you a 15 minute break at work, but I'm, I'm always taking that like all day to the point where I'm not really a good teacher. Uh, but it's OK. I don't know. The education system is fucked anyway. I don't know what the kids are going to go through in the future with global warming. I just got to hope that they'll be OK. Right. I just just got to hope if Trump does win the probability <laughs> that we're all going to die of like crazy tornadoes is going to be infinitely higher. And I don't know how that's supposed to make you laugh, but it kind of makes me laugh. It sucks 
It sucks because it's like he is the shittiest president ever, in my opinion, but he still makes me laugh sometimes, right? And it's funny because it's like you probably feel guilty for laughing because like, you're a white man. And, I, and that's the thing. Like, I, ah, he's such a piece of shit. But, like, I saw Greta Thunberg, like, give a speech about like, her crying about how, how she wanted a future. And then Trump made a video about how, like, it seems like a little girl's excited about her future. And I'm like, that's such a dick move. But it's so funny because you're not, uh, I just, I don't know. I wish I could say worse things about him, but like because we're on the radio, I don't want to get attacked, you know. I say worse things about him in my car, but like you know, that's what people used to do about Obama, right? In the South, apparently, they were like, and then never got caught. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. Uh, someone yell at a topic real quick before I get off stage. Cotton candy. Cotton candy. Well, I thought of cotton. So, slave jokes. <laughs> uh, the worst thing I ever jacked off to was a porno spoof of Roots. Um, you know, the miniseries on African slavery? Yeah, it felt really bad because, um, I don't know, like certain parts were funny. I was like, how did all the black porn stars agree to do this, one? And two, <laughs> like, this girl was like, do you want me to call you daddy? And he was like, no. Kunta Kinte. Like, it was the same exact scene, like the Toby scene. And at that point, I came. But I don't know what feels worse, that or the fact that Trump is still our president. My name is Mike, y'all. Have a good night. Mike Evans Jr., everybody. That's very, very poignant set. Thank you. Very poignant, talking about uh, shit to Trump. Like... He started with shit, ended with Trump. He started and ended on the same note. All right. Um, boom. <laughs> Song about porn, though. Uh, I, I liked watching porn, but I usually, I, I started only watching uh, really well-produced porn because the homemade stuff uh, seemed too real, like, after you watch more, a lot of it, right? Like, you just start wondering, like, damn, like, you, you it, it just start. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> This is not going anywhere. All right, uh, reset, reset. Okay, you guys ready for your next comic? Yay! All right, everybody. Uh, your next comic comes to stage. Uh, funny, 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 funny. One of the first, <laughs> one of the first comics that I've met here. She's been really nice to me the whole time. I really appreciate it. Make it loud, everybody, for Sabrina Miller. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, fucking good job, Cody. Keep doing it. No, that was mean of me to. to <laughs> someone said that to me once. Um, I was just thinking about my favorite type type of alcohol. Uh, my favorite type of alcohol is cotton candy gin. Ah, cotton gin, cotton candy. I thought that was that was cute. Oh, I should put it in here. Uh, so about four years ago, I was in the bathroom. I, I took a long, hard look at myself in the mirror. And I was just, you know, you get up close, you know, since in the morning. And I was like, oh, fuck. Well, Sabrina, you're not immortal. Girl, you better start thinking about your future. You, start, you better start planning for your retirement. And so right after that, I enrolled in this deferred compensation plan. Uh, the name of this deferred compensation plan is Stand Up Comedy. Fucking, it's a comedian, y'all get that. And I'm like, God damn, like every year the retirement age just keeps getting raised. I mean, what am I gonna have to do? I mean, I mean it's a good thing I'm in San Francisco. I'm gonna have to start doing yoga and go vegetarian just to be able to live long enough to retire. 
Uh, shit, I might actually live long enough to collect Social Security. <laughs> I'm in a weird mood. Um, before I started crushing it at Mutiny Radio, I was a cashier. I was, I was a cashier over at Walmart. At, at one point, I injured my left shoulder. It was one of those repetitive motion injuries that you get, you know, from being at the register all the time. And then right after that, I injured my liver on the job. Oh, my God. It was one of those repetitive motion injuries of the liver. Bam, you know what I'm talking about? Fucking, <laughs> fucking weed wasn't legal in Virginia. Like, what was I supposed to do? Fucking, you can't be cashiering at Walmart sober. That's just not responsible. <laughs> I, right after I started cashiering, um, and there was another cashier who retired. You can actually retire from Walmart. Yeah, she fucking went to the bathroom. She retired. She never came out. That's I. I still believed. No, I'm lying. No, it was it was a uh, it was a greeter, not a cashier. <laughs> that was the uh, the whole well the whole Enron thing didn't work out, but uh, she found a retirement plan. So I believe that is Walmart still Walmart's retirement plan. Um, let's see. <laughs> Fucking after I I once had a therapist tell me to do the opposite of depression. You know, four months. That was a gem of the insight that he dropped in my lap. And I wanted to say to him, dude, the opposite of depression is why I'm here. I tried mania. It did not work out very well for me. No, no. The opposite of depression, that's cocaine. <laughs> We're all agreeing. Yeah. You bipolar too? Fuck. Okay, okay. So yeah, okay, you can be, then you can relate to what it's like to be uh, in a nut phase when you're bipolar. Like when you're when you're bipolar and you're not on meds, it's like getting free cocaine every two weeks. Oh my god, oh my god. And uh, I was on lithium for a while. My doctor put me on lithium. I had to stop lithium. I didn't like it. I did not like the way it made me feel. Like it made me feel like I was driving through Nebraska all the fucking time. And I'm like, I want more than Nebraska. Maybe I want the rolling hills of San, South San Francisco. You know. And so then I started another medication. Uh, long name, uh, I guess you could call it lithium light. I'm diet bipolar now, yay. So when you're diet bipolar, you still get ups and downs. It's not like this, it's more like, you know, more like this. And the ups are, it's, it's still like getting cocaine, free cocaine every two weeks, but it ain't payday cocaine. No, no, it's, uh, it's more like in between paychecks cocaine. You know, fucking cocaine you get in the tenderloin, but it's all good. Uh, I haven't been in the tenderloin in a while. Fuck. Um, growing up closeted transgender. Oh my god, like that was awful. Like, you know, it just feels like you're lying all the time. You walk into the bathroom in the morning, you look at yourself in the mirror. It's like, oh fuck, I'm like lying to myself. <clears throat> you're outside walking. You're like, walk like a dude, walk like a dude, and then you're fucking. You're like, feel like you're lying to everyone. Like, and then you like, you know, you have to like, feel like you have to lower your voice to like to come across as a dude. You feel like you're lying, and you feel like you're lying to family, friends, everybody with every interaction. It's just lies, lies, lies. And it really prepared me for job interviews. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> So Sabrina, uh, uh, can you tell us why you want to work for the ice cream museum? I'm glad you asked. You know, ever since I was a little kid, I've had a passion for artists and ice cream. That's right. I was at a little. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Prepare me for job interviews. Ah. When people ask me what I majored in, I just tell them gender studies. Uh, my major was assigned at birth. <laughs> I was also raised Catholic, which means I have a minor in hypocrisy. God, I'm like channeling my inner Pam Benjamin. This feels amazing. Fuck. All right. Y'all have been great. Give it up for your host, Cody Abe. Make it loud for Sabrina Miller, everybody. 
All right, my major was computer science, and that's only because uh, one day I'm going to be famous, and everyone's going to be like, oh, did you know that he, uh, Cody Abe uh, majored in computer science? Like, no way, he's such a funny guy. <laughs> it's fucking like that, that Ken, Ken Jong shit. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Your next comic is not supposed to be here. Make it loud for Dan Lewis. Thank you, Cody. Thank you for the warm introduction. Give it up for turbochargers, guys. Turbochargers on cars. I'm not supposed to be here. Is that one of those white things or something? All right, I don't know. I've heard that before. <laughs> Jeez, all right. Sir, this is a very nice dog. Is this a service dog by any chance, sir? It is, yeah. Is that, do the people with the emotional support, support dog kind of annoy you when you got the legit service dog? They don't annoy you. Okay, I don't know, man. They do a lot of people. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's, you know, like good to point out. But like, I was on a plane. There is an actual story. It just it popped into my head. I was on a plane not that long ago, and the guy behind me had an emotional support dog, this tiny little dog. And everybody kept going by and asking him, like, "Oh, is that your dog?" And he's like, "It's an emotional support dog, actually." Over and over and over again, you know. And he was like, "Actually, it's my emotional support dog." And I was just like, Arr. I was getting further and further angry. And then someone came along and said, uh, oh, I'm sorry, 22D, this is my, I think you're in my seat. And the guy's like, oh, yeah. And they're like, what seat do you have? He's like, I don't know. I just sat here. And I was like, I hope this plane crashes with me in it. I don't even care. I thought about something about cotton candy, actually, when you mentioned it. No, it's because I always see it at baseball games. I go to a lot of baseball games, and they're selling cotton candy, and they have this huge thing of cotton candy on a giant stick, and it's like a, a 10 foot in diameter display of cotton candy. What, is there anything worse to sell at a, like an event that you have to witness than like the lowest, like the highest volume, lowest mass food imaginable to get in the way? That's like wearing one of those, that'd be like if you went to a game and wore one of those heads from Carnival. <laughs> You're not supposed to do that. All right, what I want to talk about, you guys, a little bit, I want to talk about like I was thinking, the worst five words in the English language, I think, are uh, I had the craziest dream. That, that means somebody is about to tell you all about their dream that they just had. And they're going to about to tell you every, and that they don't understand, like the reason that it's crazy is directly related to its lack of veracity, right? Which could be said of absolutely anything that you could invent, like on the spot, you know? Like I invented a toaster that runs on confidence or that there's a hamster as big as my mom's car. I could just do this all day. It doesn't make it interesting, you know? That's a good test for you. If you ever want to tell somebody about your dream, just stop yourself and go, if I just made this up right now, would it be worth regaling it to this person right now? And the answer to that question 100% of the time is no. Don't tell me about your dreams. Yeah, man, it's the worst. And people always go, they always go like, ah, you're not going to believe this dream I had. That's what they always say. And I'm like, do you mean I'm not going to believe that it actually happened? Because when you said dream, I was on board with that right away. Or do you mean I'm not going to believe that your mind made up something crazy in a world where literally anything can happen? Because motherfucker, don't I have to believe it? <laughs> it's not like a suspension of disbelief thing, you know? It's like, that'd be like if Star Wars was like, a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, you are not going to believe this shit. It's crazy. Let's see what else. I'll try this one again. Uh, 
You guys are walk. I walk around. Well, no, I don't want to do that one. <laughs> okay, one minute left. Okay, no, I don't want to do that one or the other one. All right, we'll do it. Yeah, I walk around all day, you guys. Like, I, I give myself a lot of stress because I feel like I just, like, I never get anything done. I never follow through. And so I just, I bring it on to myself. Ton of stress. And so check this out. Lately, I've been thinking about taking up meditation. Yeah, and I got to tell you guys, thinking about meditating has been so relaxing for me. Been doing it about two months. I'm less anxious. I'm more focused. If you guys haven't thought about taking up meditation, you really should think about taking up meditation. I, I haven't felt this good since I was thinking of quitting smoking, you guys. Ah, especially in the mornings. This felt so much better when I was having that first cigarette. I got a friend who's... Uh, he deals with a ton of stress, and he swears by fantasizing about strangling a hooker. Now, I know that sounds totally crazy. I would never fantasize about something like that. Uh, but I figure there's no harm in thinking about fantasizing about it. So I've been doing that for, that's pretty good too. It's almost as good as meditation, as far as I can tell. Yeah. All right, you guys, thanks for the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you, thank you. Make it loud, everybody, for Dan Lewis. What a great set. What a great guy. Uh, <laughs> your next comic, also a great guy. Not going to be, not going to say that he's funny because I don't respect him. <laughs> I do. He's one of my, uh, one of my best friends. Uh, make it loud, everybody, for Casey Koenig. Two of you that clapped. <laughs> I think Cody's intro really got in your head. He was like, yeah, that's really, really not really fucking funny. I've never felt so attacked in my life. How you guys doing good? Happy Friday. It's a little chilly. Ooh, it's super chilly, right? Uh, being here at Mutiny Radio is a lot of fun, though. Um, uh, doing mics in general is always fun, just going out. Uh, I was at a show uh, earlier last week, and... Um, uh, I was hanging out at the parking lot after the show, and uh, this guy walks up to me and goes, uh, hey, man, you had a really funny set. And I go, oh, thanks, thanks. And he goes, you want to smoke some weed with me? And I was like, oh, I would, but uh, I, I, I got to drive home, and I can't drive when I'm high on weed. And he goes, no, all right. You want to do some cocaine? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I can definitely drive on cocaine. Let's, <laughs> let's do this. I can drive better on cocaine. Thank you for the assistance. I'll stay in the lines and <laughs> make it home and not fall asleep. Yeah, it'll be great. Thank you. A real considerate person. <laughs> uh, let's see what else. Uh, I have actually been dialing back on drugs. I haven't, uh, I haven't been smoking weed. I quit. I used to be, uh, yeah, I used to smoke weed pretty much every other day or so. And uh, yeah, you know what's up. <laughs> I don't have a problem with it. It's just that I chose, you know, I'm just kind of like, ah, it's a different thing for me. And I, um, yeah, I, I've noticed that I'm getting I'm getting used to like my natural energy, and what I'm beginning to realize is that my natural energy is irrationally angry. <laughs> it's really stupid most of the time. Like I was at a taqueria and uh, I was paying for my food, and uh, I give the girl uh, my credit card, and uh, afterwards I was just like, oh, I should rifle through my wallet real fast. There's like a gift card here, a business card, some old receipts, and a couple more seconds go by, and I go, hey, wait a minute. Where the fuck's my credit card? Someone took my credit card. Where the fuck is my credit card? And then I look up, and the girl is just handing it back to me. 
was like, I totally said that out loud, didn't I? <laughs> you are getting a $3 tip on $2 tacos. That's what's going to happen. Um, I also went to, to buy some condoms. Uh, so I went to a gas station. Woo! Yeah. I like how you grimaced at that. Why, why, why was that weird? Is it weird to bring up condoms? Okay. Yeah. I, believe it or not, I get laid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you're still reacting from the $2 tacos? Those are the best tacos. Dirt cheap and like questionable in bad neighborhoods. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, I was uh, going to buy uh, some condoms, and uh, I walk up to uh, the register, and I was like, "Hey, man, can I get some condoms?" And he goes, "Yeah, sure." And so he turns around and he picks out a pack of magnums, and then he hands them to me, and then we're in this standoff. And, and like stoner me would have been like, "Oh, that's real flattering. Thank you so much." <laughs> like, yeah, I do have big dick energy. Thank you. Mm -hmm. That's right. Uh, but uh, with no THC in my system, I was like, is this guy calling me a bitch right now? What the fuck's going on? I bought it anyway. I'll grow into it. You'll see. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I had an incident at uh, Burger King because I practically live there. And I <laughs> was at the drive-thru. Uh, and it, it was uh, it was late night, and it was pretty much the only thing open, and so there's a bit of a line, and I've been waiting and waiting, and uh, I finally make it in front of the speaker box, and I'm still waiting there. And the lady from the car behind me pops out, walks over to my window, and just goes, hey, have you placed an order yet? And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm still waiting. And so she l looks at the speaker box and goes, hey, it's called fast food, not slow food. Hurry the fuck up. And then she turns to me like, you're welcome. <laughs> and I was like, you're welcome for what exactly? Like spit in my double cheeseburger? Like why, why are you doing this? And then the pe like she walks back to her car, it's whatever. I'm just like, <laughs> and the, the people that are working at the fast, food, the fast food workers are just like, oh, we're so sorry. Like we're just really backed up right now. It's like, yeah, you guys are fine. There's just some fat lady behind me that's having a crisis about not getting her chicken nuggets on time. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I guess we'll just have to spit in her food. Don't, don't spit in mine. She's not in my car. <laughs> um, let's see. I guess that, that was really just most of the stuff that I wanted to work. I can't tell a horrific story. Do you guys want a horrific story? Horrific? All right. So I don't know if you guys can tell, but I've been pretty bad at dating. Um, I, I know I come across as somebody that crushes it, but I, um, I used to be really bad. I had, the worst date I ever had was when I took a girl out to the movies and we didn't know what to watch. And uh, she was just like, oh, I want to watch that movie Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. And for those of you who don't remember, that has not one, but two rape scenes in it. And <laughs> I knew it ahead of time, uh, but like the inner dialogue was just kind of like, well, she wants to see the movie, but there's a rape scene in it. And she wants to see the movie, but... I also want to get laid. This is <laughs> this is weird. So we walk in and we watch it anyway. And you know the classic move of putting your arm around a girl? Not as strong when you follow it up with covering her eyes like a child. I just wanted to be like, you you did you did ask for this, right? You know <laughs> you know you I can get you hot chocolate and a blanket maybe, but <laughs> Alright, I gotta go. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. I go to the fast foods a lot too. 
uh, <laughs> I went to McDonald's once. I wanted, I was trying to be, you know, uh, I, I was trying to be very uh, prudent with the amount I ate. So I got, uh, I ordered a 10 piece chicken nuggets and the guy hit me with, did you know 20 is the same price? And then I'm just like, ah, oh, how, how do they do that by the way? Like what's, what is, what is like, what is, never mind. That's the, the marketing, like what the fuck? Like seriously? The same, it's like a cent more maybe. Like one is marketed as four ninety nine, the other one's marketed as $5. Is it, what's the catch? Is there a catch? Cole, you look like a smart guy that would know the answer to this. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Pam, do you know? Oh, okay. Maybe our next comic will know. <laughs> Everybody, make it loud for Jared Senna. Sorry, dude. I don't know jack shit. <laughs> but how's everybody doing today? Good? All right. Let's see our crowds today. What's up, Ryan from The Office? How you doing? What's up, Irish dude? You look like you'll kick someone's ass. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I'm from San Diego. Is anybody here from San Diego? Okay, we're all okay. So we're all Bay Area guys. All right, cool. So uh, the two things I noticed about the uh, difference between San Francisco and San Diego is that is uh, the, is um, how judgmental these two cities are. Like in San Diego, I would always get stared at whenever I get in pub whenever I walked out in public. Here though, it's a different story. Like we got we make it a point not to stare at people. I remember my first impression of San Francisco. I was sitting on the Muni. And some homeless guy was smoking crack right next to me. And I just remember thinking, God damn it. I fucking love this city already. Fuck yeah. Finally. Can go out in public and smoke crack crack now. Jeez, that was so annoying getting stared at for that. <laughs> All right. So um, uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, so uh, one of my favorite things about being an adult is how is how easy it is to find weed. Now you know, in middle school, in the seventh grade, there would only be like one drug dealer in the whole seventh grade, and I had to cater to that kid's availability. Now I don't need to. I'm a grown man. I can. I don't have to do that anymore. Now, if I want to get weed, I'll just go to a middle school, find that one seventh grader selling weed, and just like kick that kid's ass and just steal all of his weed. <laughs> the the worst part about that is that, uh, as it turns out, seventh graders are bigger than me. So uh, for the most part, I'm the one getting my ass kicked. <laughs> uh, so uh, people like to say I'm aggressive, which I really don't get. Even though I just did a whole bit on beating up a seventh grader. <laughs> and yeah, it really pisses me off because like I'm not an angry person. I don't want to fight anyone. That's ridiculous. It's better if you come up from behind them and chloroform them. That way you don't have to like deal with any, any fighting at whatsoever. All right. I'm a small guy. All right. I should not be fighting anyone unless it's a seventh grader selling weed. Then I'll fight him. That's a good reason for selling weed. Uh, um, that's a good reason for kicking someone's ass. I fucked up on that. 
Thank you. Shout out to you for chuckling. But uh, anyways, uh, but the reason why I may seem aggressive on stage is because I, uh, before doing stand-up comedy, I learned how to perform by doing rap battles. It was... It was cool. Like I really like. Ma I really. I was really serious about it. I freestyled every day. I I looked. I watched rap battles religiously. I even sold weed just so I can increase my street cred. The worst part about that was I got caught up by the cops the day after I decided to sell weed. Yeah. Yeah. Never ask people if they want to buy marijuana from you in the classroom, or if you sit in the front row. Or if the people you ask is your substitute teacher. All right, but anyways, I'm going to... All right, three minutes. All right, I'm going to end this off by doing... By showing you guys what I used to do. Because we don't have the... 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 What's up, guys? How are we doing? We doing stand-up at Mutiny Radio. Hope I don't suck like it's fellatio. What's up, Irish guy? You look like you can kick my ass. And I think that's great. You look like you beat up people because they're gay. Only because secretly inside you're gay. <laughs> What's up, Arab Harry Potter? <laughs> What's up, Harry Harry Potter? I don't mean that in a racist way. I really think that's great. I really like your fit. I really think that's sick. And I really like your beard. I really think it's wild. Even though you kind of look like a pedophile. Uh. All right, who else I get next? God damn, this dog is sleeping. I guess that's a bad indication of how I'm doing. Fuck it, I'ma do it. Fuck it, I'ma do it. I be rapping to the music and I'm really just grooving. I be feeling myself. I'm just feeling myself. Who the fuck should I roast on? Hey, how are you doing? Do you like this? Do you like when the music is playing? And when I'm doing some... I uh, can't think of a rhyme. Oh, well, this is tight. Uh, you look like you cook a great batch of cookies. <laughs> I'm ending right here. Good, thank, good night, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> Love that music. Uh, yeah, my dude is trying to drop some bars. Too bad he looks like, when you look at him, he's like really, really far, because he's so short. <laughs> he's a motherfucking dwarf. Oh, I got that rhyme from the dog guy. What, you looking at me because I'm really fly? I got this fit on with all the jackets, giving me all that flack. I'm going to go and tack it. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> Yo. All right, uh, enough of that. <laughs> All right, I was gonna, you guys ready for your next comic? All right, everybody, make it loud for Tushar. Now, I don't know if I can follow that, really. Uh, that's going to be very hard, because uh, all I have for you, dude, where is, where is he? No, you're fine. It's okay. You can miss the story. Uh, all I have for you guys today is uh, what happens when you enter the U.S. from as an immigrant, right? The first time I came here, I went to immigration. This guy was, uh, so what are you here to do? And I'm like, I'm here to conference. He says, what kind of conference? I said, it's a marketing conference. He says, well, what do you do? I'm like, I do marketing. He's like, what kind of company? And I go, I do marketing for ISIS. That's 
Like, is that is that enough of <laughs> an answer? Are you satisfied? Like, how are we doing? Like, is that okay? I'll tell you the story. I used to do marketing for ISIS, like back there, and then like. I was at a work party. My boss was kind of extreme, right? I was talking to one of his wives. He didn't appreciate that. Okay, so the wife disappeared and this had me away to do marketing for ISIS. So, and now I'm here. Like that's that's my story. Like what what kind of a job do you have to have to not go through those kind of questions, right? The answer is an accountant. So my friend, she's an accountant. She came in the other day. She just went to immigration, and he was just like, "What do you do?" And she says, "I'm an accountant." And she just walked right in, as if like we need more accountants, right? Financial situations very fucked up. But maybe like what? What if she was an accountant for ISIS? Like we don't really know what's going on here. You know what I mean? Okay. Thanks for your feedback tonight. <laughs> I, I just, I, what I'm saying is next time I come in here, what I'm going to say is the truth, right? I'm just going to be like, I do comedy for ISIS. You know, you know after like a hard day's work, sometimes all you need is, is good comedy. You know what I mean? I wrote some ISIS jokes. You want to hear it? But you have to pretend that like you're ISIS. Otherwise, you're not going to find them funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, so here, here's uh, welcome to the ISIS comedy show, everybody. Yeah. I heard the <laughs> thank you, thank you. I heard the craziest of stories the other day. Back in America, it seems like a woman has died doing the most unusual thing. She was driving. Okay, How, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so maybe, but maybe women should be allowed to drive. Okay, you don't have to take out your gun. Okay, that's the end. <laughs> this is the end of this. This, that was the first and last ISIS comedy show. <laughs> okay, um, you know, it's, it's I I am not from here. I have no idea how the racism thing works. I'm very new, really. Um, I mean, back in India, I was a white guy, as you can see. Like, it's I think it's pretty clear. Uh, also because my mom would rub what is called, um, like every single day, from the time I was a kid, the time I grew up, she would rub this thing called the whitening cream on me. Somehow she knew like that would make me have a better life, you know? But I can tell you, I'm in America now, it's not helping, okay. <laughs> like somehow she thought white is better than not white. And maybe she's a white supremacist, you know? Like I don't, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Really, I think the East is actually very, very obsessed with this whole whitening cream thing. Like, if you go to India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, Thailand, there are so many white people in Thailand. Bangkok is the new Texas. You know what I mean? Like, that, that is the state of affairs. Okay. Is that a two-minute line or a one-minute line? Okay. I'm going to guess this. Um, I was thinking, you know, sometimes people come up to me and they'll be like, so Tushar, uh, slumdog millionaire, is it, is it true? You know? <laughs> and I'm like, hell yeah, buddy. We are poor as fuck. You have some money you want to give me? Because I can send it wherever you like. Like, I can put it to good use, you know? The East is, is really obsessed with the West, right? Like, everybody wants to come to the US because we broadcast all the cool shit we do, like Vegas and avocado toast and Seinfeld. Like, we just need to make our own slumdog millionaire, you know? Just like a, sh a movie which shows how shitty things are so people stop coming in here you know we just need to show homeless people and like i don't know we need to show our president is somehow a dictator or something like something that okay that's the end of my non-jokes thank you everybody
Tushar, everybody. Is this your notebook, Tushar? Or whose notebook is this? Your notebook. Okay. There you go. There you go, man. Thank you, Tushar. Everybody clap for Tushar. All right, stop. Now everybody clap for the fact that he donated. All right. That's what you get. You get two applause breaks uh, if you put two dollars. You get one applause break. No, actually, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. That'll take a while. Okay. Uh, everybody, are you guys ready for your next comic? All right. Make it loud for Roman Muradov. That's enough. Uh, uh, went to Mexico about a month ago. Uh, customs officer asked me, are you bringing any drugs? I said, no, just returning. Uh, so that was a joke, right? There won't be any more of those. Um, yeah, uh, I uh, deleted my Twitter a couple of years ago um, because of DJ Khaled's uh, wife's vagina. And uh, a few months ago, I realized it's, b I'll, I'll explain it at some point. Uh, it's been overtaken by a kind of Malaysian porn pilot. Um, so someone registered on the same name. It's real, you can check it, Blue Bad. And I think it's a Malaysian uh, airplane pilot, and he writes about his sexual adventures on board of the airplane. And I put it through Google Translate, and it uh, turned into something quite poetic. Um, it goes like this. It's cold, of course, the dick is so tense. So I imagine it's, it's cold in the cabin. He's probably a pilot. It's time to cool down for a cold feel to Aussie. So he's got like an Australian uh, flight attendant or a co-pilot maybe. A bum fly was him, that's probably his name. Where are the names he like? Bella is not real name, so she goes by Bella. I do not think anyone can get close. Uh, this one, I, I don't know what that means. Is it uh, like they lock the cabin so no one can sneak on them? Or is it kind of a general observation on how sexual proclivity can preclude uh, human closeness? I don't know. Uh, fucking was smooth while she was abusive of her lips. The shock was touched by this lip. Bella's plaque, yeah, like a, like a museum plaque. I don't know what that means was crammed into one zone with abomination, starting to say goodbye to Bellis. It's a cliffhanger. Uh, so it goes on, but I thought I should probably explain about the DJ Khaled thing. Uh, so when I was on Twitter, you know, like when you open it on the left, you see sort of the top things of the day that everyone should know about. And that's why I saw the name of DJ Khaled. And I, I never heard of him, I don't know who he is, but he, uh, he must have been very good, because he was on top of that list, and I clicked it, uh, it was around like 2017. I clicked on his name to see who he uh, sexually assaulted, and it turned out that he didn't do anything like that. Uh, he just said in an interview that he doesn't go down on his wife. And I remember thinking, I don't need to know that. But now I do, and it's not going anywhere. It'll be like permanently lodged in my head and I'm destined to die with the memory of DJ Khaled's wife's unattended vagina. And so I just, I deleted Twitter and that's it, never look back. Uh, but then, you know, the Malaysian porn pilot thing happened. And uh, now, you know, and also like a lot of things linked to it, so I'm kind of in competition with him. Uh, it goes on, uh, fuck, 
From the horoscope of sex, Abam tried to peg him. Okay, fine, he did not resist. So I think there's the second man, maybe like a co-pilot or whatnot. He has a sense of steam, so maybe he's approaching orgasm. Let's go in the rainy hockey. Uh, I think that may be a reference to female ejaculation. So this can be fan fiction. Other people are not tired. Uh, I guess he means the people in the actual airplane who are not participating in the orgy. You know. uh, Abam made him whisper to him, hmm, and it's time to pluck. Bella has a response to his abortion, sensational. After the kiss, there was a plaque passenger to go to the toilet. Well, she didn't go to school. Anyway, yeah, so uh, I didn't write this. So if you don't like it, you know, blame the Malaysian porn pilot. Uh, but uh, how, how do you guys sleep at night? Okay. I have, I have chronic insomnia and um, I went to this through this thing called CBT. Uh, it's uh, not uh, cock and ball torture. That didn't help <laughs> at all. Uh, it's uh, cognitive behavior therapy. So it's kind of like about combating your habits and whatnot. And one thing they told me is that I can't uh, do anything in bed other than sex or sleep. You know, possibly at the same time, uh, but not reading. I, and I, I really love reading in bed, and especially after I was told that, uh, you know, now sex, like, guilt-free sex became really boring, while reading became sort of the forbidden pleasure. And while I'm having sex, I would think about sneaking in my annotated copy of Ulysses and doing a line. And that also, the bigger problem is that it precludes me from sleeping with women who have uh, literary quote tattoos, which uh, it means I might accidentally read something, and that kind of screws up the entire therapy, which also narrows down my dating pool quite severely. Anywho, uh, I'll leave you with this thought. You can run away from your problems, but you can't bring snacks. Thank you. Did anybody notice that he just said, oh, that, I think that's relating to the female ejaculation. That's probably fan fiction. I think he meant fiction fiction. Am I right? <laughs> I've never made a woman come. Okay. <laughs> uh, your next <laughs> comic looks like he's made many, many women come. I'm kidding. Make it loud, everybody, for Bryce Dozier. <laughs> Only two. Only two. Um, we were talking about cotton candy earlier, and I have a thought about cotton candy. What the fuck is it? Sugar. I've never seen anything else like it. There's no other substance on earth that's like cotton candy. So you guys can think about that. Um, like I was freestyling and said I look like I beat up gay people. I didn't even know I had a future in the field. It's amazing. I'm going to look into that for sure. Never even considered it. I did just quit my job though, so it's actually, it lines up pretty well. Uh, I quit my job, um, man, sitting at a desk all day just, you know, it makes you want to kill yourself, honestly. It's terrible. Uh, having a job for me is just sitting at a desk and holding in a fart for eight hours. That's all a job is for me. Um, that's all, I mean, I was holding in a fart right there this whole time, so 
and I'll keep holding it till I get all the way back to my apartment later. Um, but yeah, the job, I would just sit there and just think about blowing my brains out. But I was like, I can't kill myself in the office. That's not cool. Jose's gonna have to clean that. And I like Jose a lot. So, uh, and then I was like, I can't kill myself anywhere because my friends are so shitty. I don't want anyone talking shit around my dead back, you know? So I've been trying to think of uh, ways that I can die so I don't have to deal with the pain of life anymore. But also, my friends won't talk shit about it, right? No one will make fun of me. So I was, I've been thinking of some really heroic ways to die. And I think I found the best one. The best one by far is to protect a child during a school shooting, right? No one talks shit about those people. Even though they did a bad job, they got killed and then the kids also got killed. But so I was thinking, I'll just hang around by the local elementary schools, wait for some psycho to walk up and shit pops off, then I'll just run into campus and block the kid from getting shot, right? <laughs> Gotta tell you guys, not a good idea. I'm definitely on some sort of list now. You can't be hanging around elementary schools. Um, I also, like, when the headline goes, I want it to say, like, hero caught in crossfire, not like pervert caught in crossfire. So, just back to my normal suicidal thoughts. Um, Speaking of kids, I've been thinking about kidnapping a lot recently. Uh, not the act of kidnapping, but the word kidnapping. Why isn't it kidnapping with two Bs? Miriam Webster, looking at you guys. Um, I'm hoping that somehow the people at Miriam Webster hear that joke and I get to like write the forward for the next dictionary or something. Um, I don't know if you guys can tell, but I'm definitely single. Um, I've been out there trying to do my best, but everyone keeps telling me I look like I beat up gay people, so <laughs> it's not working out super well. Um, just kidding, no one's ever told me that. That was the most shocking thing that's ever happened to me. Um, so I've been trying the, uh, I've been trying the dating apps, uh, but I just, some of the girls on there, like this one girl on there had, uh, had on her thing that I bet you can't eat more than me, and I was just... You have no idea what I'm capable of. Like, it's so ridiculous for anyone who's like 5'4 and under 120 pounds to think that they can eat as much as I can. It's just impossible. If, if, uh, if you haven't been called out by the in and out lady for going twice in one day, then you can't eat as much as I can. It's just not possible. Also, how was I supposed to know that she was going to be there for lunch and dinner? Like it was the same lady. I think we need to take a look at In-N-Out and how many hours they're making their people work. I don't believe in that. Um, yeah, so just the, some of the girls I've met on there just haven't been working out. One of them uh, in the little pet peeve section, her pet peeves were uh, loud chewers, slow walkers, and animal abuse. Sir, am I right? And uh, I was like, animal abuse for a pet peeve? That's a little bit, uh, that's a little bit heavy. That's... <laughs> That's like saying your, uh, your least favorite NFL players are Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and OJ Simpson. It's too much. Uh, I think people that complain about white privilege have never had a sunburn in their lives. Sunburns are so debilitating. Uh, when I was a senior in high school, I had to miss our entire senior beach day because I had a sunburn from the previous day. And you know, people don't get that pain. It's what I get. It's what I get, though. It's what I get for uh, hanging out in the front of the yacht all day. But it's fine, you know. Like it's something I have to deal with. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. That's pretty much it. Thanks, guys. Keep it going for Cody.
Bryce Dozier, everybody. He's talking about beating up gay people. Speaking of that, I, I like to eat at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> That was just a little one-liner for you. No. <laughs> uh, people like just like I talk. I was like, "Can I go to Chick-fil-A?" And my friend was like, "No, dude. You know their CEOs against you know and the, the LGBT community." And I'm like, "Well, is he gonna be at that Chick-fil-A?" Because if he's not, I'm pretty sure the workers there uh, completely fine with the LGBT community. It's not like on the hiring poster it says 18 an hour, competitive benefits. We hate gays. Like it doesn't say that, you know. Uh, up next, we have probably like what I've been waiting for this whole time. To be honest, <laughs> is uh, the very—it's like such a cute dog. Oh my God, such a good boy, girl, Mister. Okay, Mister. Okay, yeah, yeah, makes sense. I should have put two and two together. All right, everybody, uh, make it loud for Mister Mikey and Clem. God, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. And we're gone. No. <laughs> All right. Well, I, you know, I did my Instagram. I did everything. I was kind of light. So, you know, I figured, well, you know, before I come to do this fabulous uh, open mic night at Mutiny Radio, I'm going to hit the park at Patola and make sure I pick up some weed. Right. But it must be the bubble about to break again. I'm just telling you. I know everybody is living in tents all along the coastline and you know, they're white. And that's where I knew when he came out with his badge going to Natera, right, as a DNA clinic, right, that I'm like, all right, the housing prices have gotten out of control, right? And the bad thing is, is that they're coming from San Francisco over, you know, to the East Bay and they're driving our stuff up. But so I went out there with the, uh, you know, the drug dealers and I'm like, I'm doing my my transaction and they're giving me back change, but it's in pesos. So, you know, here's from the drug dealers at Patola. All right, Mutiny Radio. There you go. There's your there's your 200 pesos, right? And then from Mr. Mikey, he said, well, here's a joint. So I'll give you that, right? All right, my name is Clem, and I'm back here in San Francisco. Uh, it's kind of uh, interesting that I would be in San Francisco to start my uh, comedic career uh, being a white male. You look at me. I should probably be opening in Boston maybe the Midwest, and you'd be right, right? My family is, is definitely from Arkansas, and I thought, okay, well, let's do it, and then that's where we come to Mr. Mikey. So I figured, all right, well, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, figure out my ancestry. I had a near-death experience, right? I had a disability. My head, like, bounced off the pavement, and so the doctor said, okay, well, you're bipolar now, and you got PTSD. I'm like, okay, cool. Mikey, let's take a road trip, right? Because that's the best thing you should do, right? When you're new on medication, you do. But I'm kind of like a pack rat, so I put everything in the car. I put my laptop. I put my projector, I put my UPC drive so that way I had a backup, right? I had my solar generator and I'm staying in Arkansas and I'm gonna go ahead and do it cheap, right? Get back to nature, my kid to do it. And I'm at a KOA, yes, I'm white, right? 
you can see it's difficult to open up in San Francisco this way. So I get there. I'm like, all right, my ancestry's from here. My great, great, great grandfather has the oldest home still living, um, still standing, still standing in Norfolk, Arkansas, right? However, I didn't know the whole background story when I was there. So I found out that, yes, he had the place built, but then he had 15 slaves, right, that he owned that built it. So I'm like, well, that's it. This day of rage right here, my comedic career is over, right? Well, it gets worse, right? So not only did he have the slaves that he had built the place, but he took an Indian wife because he was an Indian agent. Now, I've been down in Panama. I've worked with a medical brigade, and I've been down there to the Abera tribe, and I can see what happened, right? He got a boner. They're beautiful, right? What are you going to do? You're out there all the time, and Lincoln has said, now you're an Indian agent, and you're among them. You're going to get a little frisky, right? It's better than the Trail of Tears where 4,000 people had to be relocated, right? He's like, no, I'll just fuck into the family right so i'm like well I, when i found that out there goes the casinos right i'm not gonna nobody no indian casino at all is gonna go ahead and let me play there i get back there and i find out i have 60 acres i have a hundred year old deed that the family left me but the original cost was 500 and then the tax is appreciated over every year for a hundred years so I'm like, okay, well, I need to be uh, a comedic genius right now with Netflix specials. Um, I've got knee pads in my bag. So Weinstein, are you listening? Yeah, that was terrible. I know. I threw that one out there. Sorry about that. Uh, one thing you can't do in the Midwest is make fun of religion. And, you know, I grew up first Southern uh, Baptist, but as soon as I married my transgender wife, well, pff, homosexuality. They didn't even care that she cut off her dick and now she has a pouch. You know what I mean? And it's the greatest vagina I've ever seen. Thank you so much, Dr. Meltzer in Arizona. San Francisco, if you're listening out there and you want to go that route, I can totally recommend. Uh, it's beautiful. It works now, but uh, now she wants to use it, right? It's been a while. And I'm getting up in years and, you know, the equipment uh, that God gave me was kind of below average to begin with. I'm not the smallest person. I can't believe that they're going to hire me on Monday for a job where I got to crawl in a crawl space and put in uh, earthquake retrofits. I hope I'll fit. It's good money. Wherever you can make $20 an hour, right? Except being a bud tender. But look at me, right? I'm not a millennial. I can use it, but they won't let me earn it. Mr. Mikey, got anything? That's it. I'm Clem. This is Mr. Mikey. That's my time. Find us. Find us soon at Muni Radio. It's going to be beyond our comprehension, which is our podcast, and we're going to have a open mic and improv on Tuesdays, 2 to 4. So check us out. Thanks, Kobe. Hey, 
Make it loud for Clem and the best boy in the world, Mr. Mikey. Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right, you guys ready for? We're coming down to your your kind of final comedians of the night. You guys ready to get this show rolling? All right, make it loud, everybody! Make it loud for Rahul. What's up, guys? I donated online. That's what I did because technology works. Yeah. It's going in there. You know I don't. Yeah. You don't get on me. Huh. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. That dog is off the Xanax. <laughs> he is a sleepy, sleepy guy. I want his plug, dude. <laughs> He's so beautiful. Why were you apologizing to him? He's, you can't apologize. He loves you no matter what. That's what dogs do. <laughs> That's what dogs do, you know. And um, so I'm white. Um uh, I mean, I, I want to be like, you know, I watched the Joker movie. That's halfway there, right? Mm. I don't know. Like, um, yeah, I watched the Joker movie, and uh, it was weird. Like, they hyped it up to, like, with Robert De Niro instead of Joaquin Phoenix. Like, they just, like, said, you know how they're, like, uh, have you seen, like, like they said it's based off Taxi Driver, King of Comedy, all the Robert De Niro movies. And it's like, no, it's not. It's not. It's a comic book movie. Stop hyping it up. It's just... Because Robert De Niro's in it, you can't look at his filmography and be like, it's based on that. It's not at all. It was a comic book movie, and it was fun. It was cool. And, um, yeah, Taxi Driver was way different. Like, it was had a soundtrack by Sting or something. Was it? I don't know. Ta yeah, and then he, like, fucked Judy Garland when she was 12. It's a way different movie. He fucked Judy Garland, and uh, it wasn't legal to do that. You had to wait six years after the movie before you had to appreciate that, because she was 12. Then you can watch that. Okay, no. <laughs> anyway. Jodie Foster. Was that not Judy Garland? Shit. Okay. Same same white actress. I don't know. <laughs> Who cares? Robert De Niro's in it. That's all that matters. <laughs> but, um... I watched that, and um, there's no punchline to that. I just wanted to show off that I watched a Joker movie, and I'm white now. Cool. Um, and you guys smoke weed. And you guys smoke weed. I'm tired of like people being like, you're just a, you're just a pothead, you know? You're just a pothead. Just trying to be characterized. Like, I'm not just a pothead. I do other drugs too. <laughs> yeah, and very responsible. And. Um, uh, let's change gears. Who guys loves cats? Cat jokes. Cat. Yeah. Everyone loves cats. And I just found out that cats are lactose intolerant, which I wish... Yeah, they're lactose intolerant, which um, I wish someone would have told me before I let my cat wash down his pot brownie with some glass of milk, you know? Okay. So now I have a stoned cat with diarrhea. Cool, okay. Ah, uh, jokes, 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 what's going on, guys? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to make it awkward for you for the next three minutes. That's my job here. What is your job here? That's my role in this room right now. And I walked in on my cat masturbating the other day, and then he proceeded to walk in on me masturbating. And uh, now we're best of friends, and uh, you know, like it's like we have that bond that no one else has 
with their animal or significant other. Exactly. That's right. You know, I get to walk, like, if he's going to make me watch him masturbate all the time, I get to at least fuck him once. That's what, cat fucking joke out the way. Let's do that. Okay. Out of the way. Anyway, uh, you guys ever met someone who's, um, you know, really sweet and uh, really nice? And uh, you find out some really fucked up shit about them. It meant to have this happen. Had this happen. Uh, you found out that this girl I was talking to was, um, she just casually dropped that every week she donates to an international pedophile ring. True story. International pedophile ring. Every week with her friends in exchange for free therapy. And they have a name for themselves. They call themselves Catholics. Mm, that's... Not fun. Anyway, uh, you guys fans of climate change? You guys fans of that? Yeah, I support it. I support the whole process of a doomsday. Yeah, yeah. And like, uh, I wanna, I wanna, you know, fuck Greta Thunberg when she's old enough. That's how much of an activist I am. Okay, uh, that's okay. Pedophilia out the way. Let's go. We're on a hot roll. Thank you. <laughs> Anyway, um, hmm, I like the, uh, what's, what else do I have planned for you other than making it awkward? Like, I did that already. Anyway, um, I'm thinking of, um, I don't think I'm addicted to heroin. I think I'm just addicted to pawn shops. You know, like I sold, like the, I had this mic, uh, SM59 or 58 or something that, uh, was used, uh, like I thought I was going to start a podcast. And then that ended up being like 10 dimes worth of heroin. So that brought me more joy than it could have ever been with a podcast. So thank you. My name's Rahul. You guys have been great. Speaking of SM50s, there's one right there. And it's like, (laughs) God, the best microphone $100 can buy. All right, uh, you guys ready to keep your show rolling? All right, we only got like about three comics left, unless a whole bunch of people come in, then they won't be able to go. Still, uh, make it out, everybody, for your next comic, Cole Chapman. All right, yeah, all right. Friday night, all right, woo. Hanging in there, weird energy in here, eh? <laughs> Coming up here, let's talk about my dad or something. Uh, okay, no, um, I don't know, man. Long week, huh? I've been dealing with this here burn. I got a big burn, big grease burn. I was, uh, I was cooking uh, for a for a, an orphaned child, uh, and the the handle broke off. And as the grease was, I got in the way, and I saved a child. I'm kidding. I it was a grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> the, that I was trying to deep fry and cheese it dust. And that's how I tell the orphan story to my mom just so she doesn't know that I consume a lot of uh, extracurricular activities. Anyways, uh, um, I, I'm pretty bummed about this this uh, this whole burn, but I'm, someone was telling me uh, that it's not going to scar, and I was kind of, I was half relieved and I was half bummed out because I don't know about you guys, I'm a big, uh, what's going on? What? Oh, I you came here earlier and I, what, I called you Zeus. What's your name, man? That's right. Welcome back. You like Gordon Ramsay, man? Like what? Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay? Yeah, that cook. Oh, that deflated basketball with a British accent. <laughs> you like that guy? 
goes and talks shit in people's kitchens. That's the greatest dude of all time. I love that dude. That dude is great. That guy goes into other people's kitchens who are just failing, and he tells them right to their face. And he's just like, hey, you're garbage. Get it together. There's this one guy. He walked up to this guy. He shook his hand. Sized him up in five seconds. Touched his hand. And immediately, Gordon was like, ah. The guy's like, what's wrong, chef? He was like, you can tell by your hand you don't cook much. Guy's like shit, and like immediately tried to back, but no, I cook tomatoes, so I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to do something. It's like, nah, man, it's over. Gordon Ramsay already destroyed you, dude. That's why I'm stoked I have this thing, right? I got something finally interesting in the in the event that he wanders into my kitchen one day. <laughs> what is this risotto? I'm like, yeah, chef, shake my hand. Uh, magnificent. <laughs> when did you burn your hand? I just want to hand him just a gnarled claw, right? Just like, to, hunk, look, chef, I did it for you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I do like to cook, uh, for, but uh, I, I, uh, I have to do it on the weekends during the day. I work uh, in the news, and I think, uh, you think that's a cool job? Is that a cool job working in the news? What if I told you I'm a social media manager? Is that still cool? No? Yeah. Usually a bigger response when people are like, ah, he hates his job, but everybody knows it. <laughs> but hey, whatever. It's a, uh, yeah, man, it's a, it's a weird thing to tell people that I'm like, yeah, I'm a social media manager or I'm a newspaper guy. They're like, oh yeah, Trump, boo, news, yay, fight the good fight. Then I'm like, social media manager. And they're like, fuck you, that job shouldn't exist. My cousin who's dead could do that job, you idiot. I'm like, damn, dude. Like I went to a, a, a conference, right? Cause I'm like in the biz, you know? And uh, I was telling, talking to these like, these uh, college kids about like who are in journalism school and this kid opens the discussion he's like yeah I got a question I was like you've done in front he was like uh, your job shouldn't exist it's not really a question dude I was like what do you what do you mean what do you mean by that he was like oh, I guess the question is like what are you doing here why are you why are you talking to us and I was like damn dude this is a really hard way to open a Q&A section but uh, and you want to know what I told this snot nosed 19 year old piece of garbage you want to know what I told this this kid, sir? Nothing. I agreed with him. I was like, you're right, man. This is the dumbest job ever. I don't know how I've been getting away with it this long. I've been out of five years. I'm at the point where I'm expecting a boss to just like walk up to my desk one day real quiet and just be like, hey, Cole, I don't want to make a scene, but we ran the numbers and uh, we found you. I'm like, what? I'm like, yeah, five-year run, pretty good, but you're out of here, man. It's a stupid job. I'm like, ah, damn. All right, well, I'll see you guys later. We can probably date now. All right, this is going to be a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, man. I don't know. It's a, uh, it's weird working this because like I'm I'm a pretty young guy in this office, right? I work with all those like Nixon era reporters, and it's always kind of strange. I have this daily challenge where I gotta like explain the internet to these people, right? And they have no idea what I'm talking about, but it's always the most popular item on the site every time, right? Like we'll go through have an editorial meeting and they're trying to do like important stories, right? Like Metro, what do you got? He's like, oh, there's corruption in City Hall. We're gonna follow the money, get to the bottom of it. Hopefully, we won't appeal it's a prize. All this investigation, spotlight shit. They're like, great, crime. What do you got? They're like, ooh, shooting on 16th Street, brutal story. Mother, daughter, both dead. Hopefully, we're gonna you know get to the bottom of the story, find out what happened. Hopefully, we won't appeal it. So they're like, great. And they're like, all right, internet. What do you got? I'm like, there's this dress, it's different colors, no one knows what the fuck color it is, families are falling apart, it's, it's ruining the internet, you don't understand, it's the story of our generation. And then suddenly that's the most popular story by five miles, they're like, this is just straight nonsense, no one knows what this is. Anybody remember that dress thing? No? Alright. <laughs> hey. I don't know, I have my, my ego's at this point, uh, at this space where like, I technically, you know, I like, I'm in the news, right? And it's weird being under this guy. You know, you've heard of this guy. This, uh, this guy in the office doesn't like us too much. Uh, there's actually this, uh, this is a true story. There's a, journal, uh, a database of all the journalists 
in the United States, recently uncovered uh, by the U.S. government, Department of Homeland Security. It's like, why? Why is that there? Yeah. Cody, what do you think they're doing with that? Something cool, right? I hope so, right? I think it would be something like an edible arrangement. That'd be nice, just a big watermelon, his face on it. It's just a little note. It's just like, ah, just kidding. We're like, this fucking guy, ah, oh, damn, I thought he was going to kill us. This is crazy. Anyways, I think he's going to kill us. But here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if I'm on that list, right? Did I make the cut, right? I was getting roasted by 19-year-olds. My job shouldn't exist. Did I make that cut? Am I, am I enough to be a political dissident and have something matter, right? I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I would hope so. Make something proud. This journalism degree to work or something. I'm just worried like a, a black vans are going to pull up outside, right? Whole paramilitary operation starts storming out. They come into my office, are rounding up everybody, getting arrested. And I'm sitting in the middle of the office, like protesting. I'm like, you'll never take us all alive. The fourth state is alive and well. You can't lock up all of news. You can't silence news. And then I'm like, well, where's everybody going? Right. And they're like already out of the office. They're like, who the fuck is that guy? I'm right? like, uh, Cole Chabin. They're like, Oh shit, you're the dress guy. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm the dress guy, baby. You got to rest me. That's news, that's news. They're like, no, that's the kind of stuff we want still. So keep doing that. Uh, you're not news, don't worry about it. Just keep marching out. <laughs> oh, damn it, you got to rest me. Anyways, I'm going to figure out an end to that joke one day. Give it up for Cody, everybody. Yay. News, news, news. All right. Uh, we got a few more comics left. We're going to keep this rolling. All right, everybody, make it loud for this next guy. He has great shoes on. I know the radio audience really doesn't care, but I do. Really nice shoes, dude. Make it loud for Nikos Crowley, everybody. All right. Okay. All right, that guy left. Now I count three, maybe four people in the room. Four and a sleeping dog. Uh, Mr. Mackey, is that what it is? Mikey? Is he, uh, he looks like he's uh, got a life jacket on or something. What's his secondhand smoke ingestion like? Because it seems probably to be very high. I mean, he's, people are like, this dog is tired. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this dog has been smoking weed every hour on the hour since he was adopted or saved, as they say. Does he vape or? Edibles. Edibles only for? Gives him diarrhea, though. He's lactose intolerant. <laughs> is he? Gluten free? Yeah, only. How old is this guy? Five. He looks like he's 12, man. Jesus Christ. Feed him a salad or something. What, uh, what, what type of dog is that? That's a cool mix. That's a cool mix. He's bipolar. What does that mean? He's part husky or something? <laughs> he just gave me the thumbs up. All right. Good joke. Solid joke. Solid wordplay on the dog thing. Um, uh, I bought some Girl Scout cookies recently because uh, one of my coworkers doesn't understand boundaries, and I, I noticed that they changed the name of Samoas to Caramel Delights. You know, I, it's an in an effort to be more progressive, they changed the name of Samoas to Caramel Delights, and I do agree that Caramel Delights is much more progressive, and also sexy name for a Polynesian. It's um. Yeah, 
Thank you, Mr. Markey. Please, can you wake up? Did you hear that? That was A plus shit. <laughs> Fucking Eddie Murphy wake Dr. Markey up. Jesus Christ. Um, Columbus Day just happened. Uh, it's a big day in my in my family. Um, yeah, my dad. We're part Italian, so every year on Columbus Day, he goes on this big rant about how Columbus wasn't Spanish, he was really Italian. He's like, don't believe what you read growing up. Columbus wasn't Spanish, he was really Italian. That's how behind the times my dad is. He thinks people are trying to take credit for the shit that Columbus did when he got here. I just sit him down like, Dad, that might have been a point of pride when you were growing up. Now he's kind of considered a genocidal maniac, so maybe let the Spanish take credit. I don't know. Want to do something for the Italians? Start a rumor that Joe Paterno is Puerto Rican. I don't know. There's more that you could be doing. Uh, I'm a know-it-all. Come from a whole family of know-it-alls. Always have to have the last word. You know, like, recently me and my sister were arguing at dinner. Arguing about something. Finally, I was like, why don't we just Google it? Turns out we were both wrong. I was like, I always knew we were a dumbass family. I won that one. Uh, I'm recently married, and uh, thank you, yeah. I was lying in bed next to my, my wife recently, and I was thinking, we should probably have kids soon, right? Like, why wait? Just start, you know, you got to start somewhere. Let's start having kids. We're ready. And then I thought about it for a second. I was like, wait, am I just horny? Uh, and then I had, I was like, do you have a boner? And I was like, yeah, we shouldn't have kids. We should wait a little bit till this boner dies down. Wait till I get a level head. Sorry about that. Sorry, Mr. Markey. Um, I recently learned that uh, millennials will overtake baby boomers in power within the next eight years within the next eight years, or sooner if we simply stop teaching them how to use the internet. Uh, could happen a lot sooner. Um, but yeah, I was talking about my dad earlier. I have like an old school dad, you know, like not one of these new age pussy dads that you can like talk to and stuff, you know. My, my dad uses military time. Imagine getting a text, meet me at the car at 0800 hours. Like, we go to Grandma's house, we're going to go kill Bin Laden. Remind me which mission this is. Plus, my dad was never in the military. Just like a big fan, I guess. Um, growing up, me and my family, my sisters, we all played musical instruments. So my big dream was that we'd one day be like uh, the Osbournes, like a traveling family band. But my family, my parents really dropped the ball on that one. They never emotionally abused us. So, all right, I'm going to end there, guys. Thank you. Nikos, everybody. All right, now it's time for your headliner of the evening. Is it Rob? Rob Edwards is going to go before uh, me, isn't he? He uh, left. He left? Why did yeah. he leave? He said he had to go. 
Oh no, we should have put him up. He's not. Oh, boo. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He like, I was just like, you want to go? And he's like, I got to leave. Um, oh, he's from like deep. He's from like Redwood City or somewhere far yeah. away too. So I'm like, oh, where are there hot mics you got to go to tonight? I guess. Bummer, man. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think there's one. There's like this comedy Maybe he couch just saw one somewhere. The, 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 there's one in Michael Collins. Uh, Michael and, Collins. It's the comedy couch one, right? Yeah, yeah. It's on uh, Hate and Masonic, I believe. Yeah. I don't know where that is, but somewhere. But you guys in the Hate Ashbury. Yeah. It's right. It's near Ben and Jerry's. It's near. Oh, uh, gotcha, gotcha, one. gotcha. Coming up at eight o'clock, it's uh, Brady Holt's half birthday party. Nico's Crowley's actually on uh, that show. It's going to be a short oh, show. Yeah, it's going to yeah, be fun. Yeah. We're just going to be hanging out. I don't know if anybody's coming or not tonight. We'll figure it out. I got I got weed treats. It's going to be fun. I'm going to eat I'm going to eat them. Okay. You want to you do some Yeah, yeah. Introduce me and then I'll I'll play some music and I'll run around. All right. Everybody, this is the woman who puts this all go, makes this all happen. She is the proprietor of Mutiny Radio. Everybody, make it loud. Make it loud for Pam Benjamin. <laughs> I'm moving so slowly because I ate some of my own pot treats today, and I'm like, I am fucked up. I, uh, I accidentally ate two of them instead of just one because I put one inside of a marshmallow and ate it because I was hungry. I didn't have any real food in the house. All I had was pot food and marshmallows, and I was like, let's make this work. So now I'm so now I'm high. There we go. Uh, whenever I go on a first date, I always like to make sure that we both do some LSD so I know we have chemistry between us. I like to do that. Uh, my boyfriend and I had the day off together last yesterday, last Thursday, and he did the sexiest thing. Laundry. He did all of the laundry, and that was amazing. It felt so good. Actually, I haven't had to do as much laundry lately because I'm going through menopause, and uh, the best thing about menopause is I'll never have to have another abortion which is great, but also that my underwear have never been happier. Like, I, I don't know about you guys, but I've never used tampons. Am I right? No, I always used to use these. Um, I haven't had to for a while. It's been really exciting, but I always use these baby bib blood diapers. And you might say, like, what could that possibly mean? Uh, well, I federal uh, opening other people's mail is my favorite federal crime. So I live in an apartment building and there was a package that came to the apartment building. It was there for two weeks and I was staring at it and I was like, that's my package now. So I took the package and I opened up the package and it's filled with baby bibs. And I'm like, fuck, what the fuck am I going to do with baby bibs? So I, for years, actually, I folded them. I still have them. I should probably throw them away at this point, but I'd fold them up and put them in my underwear so that I would reuse them and wash them out because I'm poor and it's called being on the rag for a reason. Like you just put the rag in, it's not a big deal. I just don't understand why like the whole paper industry wants to make money off my vagina. I'm like, why? I don't even pay for toilet paper. I mean, that's when I used to go to college, I figured it was just part of my tuition. I just take the toilet paper from the bathroom. I was like, I'm spending enough money here. This is my, I'm, this is my toilet paper now. Anyway paper products. 
next to my twat. No, never. But no, now I haven't had to use anything. I'm just waiting. They keep telling me with menopause, they're like, oh yeah, you get a couple months off, but then watch out. And like, <laughs> What's going to happen? Like, so this, I used to use this thing called a moon cup. Does anybody know about the moon cup, the diva cup? It's this piece of silicone that like up to your cervix and it collects all your period blood and then you pull it out. And like I was putting it on my carrots, you know, like my, my blazed blood, blood carrots, delicious. It just makes them so strong. I was putting some of it on my, um, on my pot plants because I was trying to make my own uh, strain of God's pussy. I was like, I'm just putting the juice right on the plants, hoping for the best. It didn't make a difference. But so I had this diva cup that I was using for a while. And because I'm so poor and just uh, frugal is a word I like to use rather than poor, I'll use things till they break. Well, it broke. The handle on my diva cup broke. And so I had this cup sucked against my cervix and I couldn't get it out because I tried to put my hand in. It was very slippery. Didn't know what to do. And it, as the day went on, it got more and more stuck to my cervix. I don't know if you know how things work, but when like stuff goes in, it was creating a vacuum. There was a vacuum, right? And there's no handle. And so as, after 12 hours, I was sort of crying. And at the time I was single and I had an ex-boyfriend, uh, drummer, comedian, Aaron Barrett, and he is a bartender. So I called him up and I said, Aaron, are you working tonight? I might need your help. He said, I'm working. You can come to the bar. You can drink. And at the end of the night, I'll help you with your problem. So I'm sitting there and I'm getting progressively drunker. And I'm like, you're going to have to pull this thing out of my vagina. He was familiar with the crash zone. So I felt real good about it. Right. I was like, this is okay. I didn't want to go with like the, the boyfriend I have now. I was like, he was too close. We'd started. I wasn't going to call him and be like, I have this thing stuck to my cervix and I need your help. We weren't that close yet. Right. So I was like, go to the ex-boyfriend. He'll figure this out. So we finished. We close the bar down, do all this stuff, get home. He's got me, my legs up. We take kitchen tongs and we put uh, a plastic bag over them and we're trying to put Vaseline on them and use them as like a speculum to like open me up so we can like grab this thing. We're trying with like tweezers. He's trying to grab it with this thing. I'm crying. I'm like, this is never going to work. So I set an alarm because I was like, I'm going to try again in the morning, and if I can't get it out, I'm going to have to go to general, and I'm going to have to be embarrassed. I'm going to have to say, take this thing out of my body that's been collecting period blood. It's going to be crazy. And so the alarm goes off 6.30 in the morning, beep, 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 and I get up, and I'm like, okay. And I go in the bathroom, and I stand up on the tub, and I hold onto the shower curtain, and I'm squatting, and I'm, I'm trying to birth a babe, like I'm trying to birth it. And I stick my hand and I kind of start to feel it. And I'm like, Aaron, Aaron, wake up, get in here, get in here. And he's like, what? Oh, okay, yeah. And I'm like, get in the bathtub. So he gets in the bathtub behind me and I'm standing on the thing. And he reaches up with his hand and he yanks it out and just blood goes everywhere. But he is a drummer in a metal band. So he is the best person to be in a bloodbath because it is so metal. And I left a little, I still have a little bit of the blood on the ceiling because I want to remember what love is, <laughs> you know? Like I just leave it up there when I'm taking a shower. I look up and I'm like, yes, that is literal bloodbath. This is a 100% true story. I just decided there's four guys in a room. I'm not going to get, I'm not going to have a period anymore. So it's like, oh, harken back to the old days when I was bleeding everywhere. It was so exciting. It's so funny because it's, it's called menstruating. And you think it's gross. It's like, <laughs> you put your name all over it. And you think it's gross. 
menstruate. And I am. I'm going through menopause, and men are starting to pause on me. It is a bummer. I tell you what. I get it. Thank you so much for listening to my weird story, guys. And Mikey, the dog who I hope is still alive, uh, give it up for your host, uh, Cody Abe. Yay! That's our show, everybody. We ended on the gre- the best note possible, I think. Thank you for coming out. Yay, Cody Abe. Yay. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Accident will help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Terrace, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 
and I will cut Hello, Blake. Henry, yeah, Charlie here, yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your, uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. But you can apply now through November 30th. 50 shows in seven days, over 50 comics from all around the U.S., and you could be one of them. Go to the Mutiny Radio website, www.mutinyradio.fm. Click the Apply button. Pay that 20 bucks. Donate to Mutiny Radio and apply with your five-minute video to the Mutiny Radio 5th Annual Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. Submissions close November 30th. Get those submissions in now. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8 that's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. 
counteroffer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counteroffer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counteroffer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Hey, you open micer in San Francisco comedy scene. Maybe you want time to do jokes. Well, this is the place to do it. Mutiny Radio. We have three open mic a week just for you. Monday's joke workshop from 6 to 8. Come and get four minutes and four minutes of commentary from your comedian peers. Come on Fridays for happy hour 6 to 8 here at Mutiny Radio. All the comics, wonderful, hilarious people in the scene. Get to know them. Hang out. Do a set. Have it recorded here and on a podcast at mutinyradio.fm and come in on Saturdays from 4 to 6. Get long sets, because no one ever shows up, so it's like stage time, and people can listen. Come on by to Mutiny Radio. Get your comedy on, baby. Tell me what you think about your situation. Complication, aggravation. Is it getting to you? Then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the Edge of Insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh. Kit Marie. Brandon Ray. And Mistress Christine. All on Mutiny Radio. That's right, PCRcollective.org. We'll see you there.
it's 11 11 people make a motherfucking wish of the next show and they're really cool guys it's like some old school hip-hop show one day we're gonna collab don't forget it's 11 11 make a wish you know i usually make a wish for 11 11 during the day when i see 11 11 a.m or 11 11 p.m however it's 11 11 all day so all your wishes will come true only if you believe like peter pan if you ever seen hook and you like tinkerbell dies if you don't believe in her so you gotta clap and you gotta believe in Tinkerbell. So believe in your dreams, believe in your wishes, believe in your hopes, believe in your aspirations, and just keep praying on them. If you guys seen the sun today, it was a pinkish reddish color. That's how you know today was a magical day. Also, we also had Smoky Oakland going on. Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Terrace, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834. San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. MutinyRadio.fm Why not make a donation? MutinyRadio.fm Streaming live the station. MutinyRadio.fm District of the Mission. MutinyRadio.fm MutinyRadio.fm Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Look, why not go to MutinyRadio.fm, hit the donate button, 
stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. But you can apply now through November 30th. 50 shows in seven days, over 50 comics from all around the U.S., and you could be one of them. Go to the Mutiny Radio website, www.mutinyradio.fm. Click the Apply button. Pay that 20 bucks. Donate to Mutiny Radio and apply with your five-minute video to the Mutiny Radio 5th Annual Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. Submissions close November 30th. Get those submissions in now. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! 
Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Venice. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at Subliminal SF dot myshopify.com that's subliminal sf dot myshopify.com and experience subliminal sf hey you open micer in san francisco comedy scene Maybe you want time to do jokes. Well, this is the place to do it. Mutiny Radio. We have three open mic a week just for you. Monday's joke workshop from 6 to 8. Come and get four minutes and four minutes of commentary from your comedian peers. Come on Fridays for happy hour 6 to 8 here at Mutiny Radio. All the comics, wonderful, hilarious people in the scene. Get to know them. Hang out. Do a set. Have it recorded here and on a podcast at mutinyradio.fm and come in on Saturdays from 4 to 6. Get long sets, because no one ever shows up, so it's like stage time, and people can listen. Come on by to Mutiny Radio. Get your comedy on, baby. Tell me what you think about your situation. Complication, aggravation. Is it getting to you? 
then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the Edge of Insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh, Kit Marie, Brandon Ray, and Mistress Christine. All on Mutiny Radio. That's right, PCRCollective.org. We'll see you there. Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Terrace, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834. San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast and you can on the go, San Francisco Mutiny Radio, San Francisco Mutiny Radio, MutinyRadio.fm, why not make a donation, MutinyRadio.fm, streaming live the station, MutinyRadio.fm, district of the mission, MutinyRadio.fm, MutinyRadio.fm, listen to Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Look, why not go to mutinyradio.fm, hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie.
movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen. By uh, here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch. Oh. Uh-huh.